Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you stop tuning that guitar? You are 105 years old. Tell me exactly what you did with your life to end up here so I don't make the same mistakes. But it's springtime, and I thought I might woo a few chicks. No one to watch while we're kissing. No one to see while we spoon. Let's take a trip in my airship. And we'll visit the man in the moon. Hey, hey, hey! What the hell? Hey, what? What the hell? Animal House. A reference my ears applaud. I couldn't resist. Smashing the guitar of someone singing a flowing love song was on my quintessential college experience list. Hello there. This is the Bulugatoons podcast. Thanks very much for deciding to listen. Andy here. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you what's coming up. Uh, I give my thoughts on the film Hard Boiled. Now, was that... I haven't got the date written down. I think, I'm think i pretty sure it was 1992. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, so, what did I think of that? You have to wait and see. I give my thoughts on Hard Boiled. I've already said that. Um, I give my thoughts on Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled? Hard Boiled. There's a six-minute shout out. That's what I was meant to say. <laughs> What 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 could what could it be this week? Well, you'll have to wait and see when that one. I, I never I never tell. <laughs> I um, and also spent a bit of time talking about James Rolfe's Monster Madness videos as well as Disney December because that's coming out. You know, two months time, we'll be getting Christmassy, and and in the in the case of Doug Walker, uh, Disney e. Doesn't really fit, does it? Uh, anywho, um, so uh, hard boiled. <laughs> Did I mention that I, I'm that the uh, pod flick this week is hard boiled? Yeah, um, you're about to hear what I thought of that film coming up, and after that, I shall reveal the next film that I shall be talking about. Right, so let's get on with it. Hey, you are tired, huh? I'm not 
A tough-as-nails cop teams up with an undercover agent to shut down a sinister mobster and his crew. Alright, so hard-boiled, 1992. Um, what else has John Woo directed? I'll just uh, go through. I, I don't think I've seen any other films of his. I think this might be the first one that I've seen, I think. Uh, what was it? Uh, Yeah, I, I don't. I don't recognise any of these. I mean, I, I recognise some of them, like um, obviously the uh, Mission Impossible Two. Is it just that one? I don't even know. That's, there is producing credits. Uh, yeah, I, I don't believe I've actually ever seen any other films of his. I, I've definitely heard of him. Yeah, he did Face Off, uh, Mission Impossible 2. Uh, I think those are the only ones that I actually recognise here on IMDb. Um, yeah, um, I think once again, I'm, I'm talking about a film, you know, this is, this is the interesting thing about this segment is the films are randomly selected. I have no say in what, what gets chosen. It's just completely random could literally be anything. So we've we've now landed on another film, which is 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 the the type of film I'm not I'm not particularly into. Like I, I suppose there there are some action films that work for me. I I just I I don't know if because um, th this film seems to have a lot to do with guns. Because you, you've got cops who are you know, using all these guns, and and there seem to be. Because here's the thing: finally, I was able to locate a version of this, this film that actually had English subtitles. Because in the past, I have moaned a lot about if if the the movie is in English, in English so that's fine. It's just I you know, I don't speak any other languages. I, it helps if it has subtitles. That means I'm not missing anything, any details. Um, and based on what I was reading in the subtitles, it had something to do with, like, school shootings or something like that. Or There seemed to be a, a, a kind of commentary on gun violence going on. But I think ultimately... It, it's making the argument that you know, when used responsibly, that you know, the, it's it's all about making sure that uh, guns never fall into the wrong hands, or something like that. I don't know. I, that's where I, that's kind of what I got out of it. I got. That's, that's, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know whose idea it was to, to kind of take that angle, where you know the the hero does I think use guns and yeah I I'm not really the best person to be talking about this kind of genre really you know I um yeah yeah I uh <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't entirely sure what exactly I was going to say 
one scene that really bothered me and you know i'm I'm pretty sure yeah i tried to pay close attention i tried not to get because i did get quite restless and that's common i'm finding you know I, i've said that a lot <laughs> i just find myself looking around and going on facebook and things like that so i try not to but yeah so i did my best to stay focused and there's one bit there's one scene that bothered me because either it was badly written or i i wasn't able to stay focused so it was probably my fault um but it's, it's the bit where it's in the library when the the uh, the bad guy takes a book book off the shelf and there's a, there's a gun hidden in it it has some of those false pages that allow you to to hide things inside it he just takes out this gun and he, he kills this this other guy and um what happens to what happens to the gun and the book they end up back on the shelf we don't we don't actually see who puts them back on the shelf but whoever does is doing something a bit stupid because there's no way they could have not known that the book was covered in blood and had a handgun concealed in it because they would have had to place it in that I thought was really weird like you know it, it it's it's not too absurd that there would be a gun hidden in this like was 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 it a, a like a, a, a whole the whole thing is set up the library was uh, under control by the these villainous people i i i, I didn't follow that bit I, I just thought you know if, if if he's pulling out a secret gun fair enough but why would he just leave it at the, at the same yeah, why did you leave a gun at the scene of a crime, or was I missing something? I I feel it's highly likely that I just didn't fully. Yeah, because I think because I think I, I I've been going on about how much I want subtitles in non-English speaking films, um, and yeah, I I finally get a film that has subtitles. I'm finally actually able to find one with subtitles. Um, and I don't pay attention to it enough. So yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm partly to blame for that. Because <laughs> yeah, this seems to be quite a popular film. And, you know, people seem to really like it. So what do I know? Would I watch it again? No, it's not for me. <laughs> anyway, what? Uh, tell me internet, what film will I be talking about in next week's episode of the Beluga Toons podcast? The Bedford Incident, 1965. Adam, that's not funny. It is now time for the six-minute shout-out. Uh, hang on a second, I just need to to roll out the internet wheel. Uh, where did I put it? Uh, it's around here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Found it. Um, okay, let's give the internet wheel a spin. I'll just turn it off a bit. You've got to be able to hear the internet wheel. There it goes. It's going. It's 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 going. It's still turning. Uh, there are lots of of uh, different things on there for me to talk about. Makes this job a whole lot easier. What's it going to land on? It's slowing down. 
Super Mario Adventures. This is the graphic novel that's just recently come out. And when I say just recently come out, I mean I'm recording this on uh, Tuesday the 11th of October. And apparently the release date is the 12th. So work that one out. I mean, basically, <laughs> that's just a, a sign of, of um, yeah, how I, I do this a little earlier than uh, than when the, these episodes are made available. So yeah, by the time this episode is, by the time you're able to hear this episode, this comic is available to buy. I've ordered a copy. I pre-ordered one from uh, Forbidden Planet, so that's uh, on its way to me right now. Really looking forward to this. This is it, it's that Super Mario comic that went out of print because it, it was originally um, a Nintendo Power feature. Because I never read Nintendo Power, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. It was published, or is published, I don't know if it's still going. I don't know. Seems unlikely, somehow. Um, I, th I think it came out over here. Um, Dave Bomber seems to be aware of it, so it must, must be. Um, anyway, it was definitely... Uh, I suppose Japan is probably its, uh, its country of origin, because it's Nintendo, it's a Nintendo product. Of course it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, they 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 went through a series of Super Mario comics. Uh, this was the Super Mario Adventures, done in a kind of sort of anime style. Um, and when I say anime, I, I I know that not everyone's into anime, but if if you know Super Mario, it it's very much um, that kind of anime. When you think about it, the the illustrations you see on on like the the Nintendo games. Um, like the old, on the old games, when you get the cartridge, it'd have an illustration on it. There was something slightly anime-esque about. I think, in particular, characters like Princess Toadstool or Peach, as she's now known. Um, I'll just read the description. The peril-plagued Princess Toadstool is kidnapped by the diabolical deadbeat Bowser. But super plumbers Mario and Luigi hatch a plan with their new friend Yoshi to rescue her. Are the Super Mario Brothers' plans a pipe dream? Can they stop the Cooper King before he forces the princess to be his bride? Find out next week in the uh, thrilling conclusion. No, 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 I won't, won't go into any of that. I, I didn't quite get the voice down there, he says. <laughs> Terrible voice actor person. No, um, if you're wondering, this is the comic that has that brilliant joke about uh, how to speak Yoshi. Um, because it, basically every word is just the word Yoshi. That's all Yoshi can say, just Yoshi. And yeah, the, the, there's a very humorous. I, I first saw it on on the Wikipedia article for, the, for this book, and it, um, it, it's, it's just it, it's it's like a little geeky comic strip. That that particular that little moment, you know, it, it just it, it shows you. Um, yeah, it's it's the guide for how how to understand uh, what Yoshi, what Yoshi's saying. Um, I thought that was uh, very clever. So I'm really looking forward to, to finally owning a copy of this because you know, as I say, I didn't really, I didn't actually read the comics when they originally came out. I don't know how old I would have been at the time. Does it say when they what, what, what dates they were first? No. Anyway, so Viz Media uh, are 
republishing it. It's going to be back in print at long last. So yeah, that's a, that's a reason to get excited, Nintendo fans. Uh, and many consider this to be not only the best Super Mario comic, because there were, there were others, but this one is um, known for being the superior. Um, I, I think uh, Doug Walker stated that it, it, it's like the one good adaptation of Super Mario, because every medium... It, they, they tried to adapt it to like film and TV, never really quite worked. Nobody ever seemed entirely sure how you really make a story out of Super Mario Brothers. So this one, Super Mario Adventures, the graphic novel, um, it is um, a much better adaptation because there's there's a definite story that actually works. I think they're actually plumbers in this one. You actually do get to see them at work, which is which was a rare thing. You never really saw it in the games. I think it was either 3D Land or 3D World or one of the Wii games, I think, when you, you actually saw them in the game, I think in the opening cutscene, do some work on a drain pipe because they have all these drain pipes and they just use them for transport, so it seems. That was a, That was always a bit weird. When you think about it, those, those were really weird games. Don't put this on your tape. Don't put this on your tape. Whatever you do, don't put this on your tape. Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's Flubber. The Fump. What is the Fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the Fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. Oh, great. Just what I need. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A thunderstorm. Like the long and treacherous drive through these dark and foggy mountains wasn't unnerving enough. Yeah. Oh, maybe there's maybe there's something on the radio. The, the radio, sure. Looking for a fantastic way to take a bite out of the midnight doldrums? Then you'll go positively batty over Eben Schletter's witching hour. It's a real scream. No, thank you. What else is on? Get you a freaky freak on with Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. Oh, what a, what a strange coincidence. A seven-corpse meal in the restaurant of fear. <laughs> Just a coincidence, that's all. This time of year, what I like to hear is... Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. Yeah, it started out cute, and then it got terrifying. Release your inner monster with the record scientifically proven to release your inner monster, Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. Oh boy, talk about your media saturation. Toll the bells, raise midnight's power, resonate through wind and sea, Evan Schletter's Witching Hour for download and on CD. Oh, I never thought I could be scared of media platforms. Oh boy, I'm sure glad that night is over. Oh, and look at this beautiful sunny day. You know, it truly is darkest before the dawn. And kindness is the sunshine in which virtue grows. <laughs> hey, I wonder what's on the radio. Hello, I'm Sam Levine. You may know me from the classic television show Freaks and Geeks, or perhaps from Quentin Tarantino's blockbuster hit Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> I know you because you're adorable. But most people know me because I'm adorable. And how do I keep my youthful looks? Well, it's partly because I am, in fact, quite young but also because I maintain a well-balanced diet, get plenty of exercise, and at every solstice and full moon, I listen to Eben Schletter's Witching Hour. Ah! Whoa! Whoa! I fell asleep at the wheel. I could have been killed. I must stay awake. Maybe something's on the radio. Looking for a fantastic way to take a bite out of the midnight doldrums? Then you'll it can't positively be. Then Don't say it! Eben Schletter's Witching Hour. Ah! Whoa! Whoa, I, I fell asleep at the wheel! Oh, I could have been killed! I must stay awake! Okay. Maybe something's on the radio. 
Kevin Schletter's Witching Hour, a fun-filled frolic featuring fantastic performances by Sam Levine, Paul F. Tompkins, Dave Foley, Tom Kenny, Grant Lee Phillips, Jill Sobule, Scott Ackerman, and many more. Spice up your party with the scrumptious sounds of Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. If you dare. Seeing as it's October and Halloween is almost here, I've been watching Zombieland. I haven't seen that film before, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, a very funny appearance from Bill Murray. That was very memorable. That's, it's probably going to be a tradition now, I'm probably going to watch that every year. Um, and also, while we're on the subject of Halloween and scary movies, um, James Rolfe, for those of you who don't know, he does a series of YouTube videos every October. Uh, the Monster Madness Reviews. Uh, so he, he basically just reviews a monster movie uh, every day of October. And he's, he's been doing it for several years. I think um, something like 10 years now. I don't know exactly how many. Something like that. Um, and so he, obviously he's been through a lot of titles. Um, and I've not, I must confess, I've not seen all of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, and I, I, it's funny because recently, excuse me, I was thinking out of all those hundreds of thousands of horror films he's looked at, surely somewhere in there must be Kevin Smith's movie Tusk. Because um, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know at the time if uh, James was a Kevin Smith fan. Um, but I think if if you're talking about monster movies and horror, um, and and you're going through an a, a, an extensive list, then somewhere in there you've got to mention Tusk. You've got to bring that up, whether you like it or not. Just I, I I was curious to see his thoughts on that. I mean, I I searched on YouTube, and again at the time, there didn't appear to be a review of it. But earlier this week, yeah. Um, he uh, he did a little video, did a, did a review of Tusk, and uh, so it was. It's nice to know that he eventually got around to it. <laughs> and it just happened to be shortly after I'd done that little search and was like, okay, he hasn't done it yet. But yeah, he, he has. He's, um and and this video is interesting because I think he kind of feels the same way about Kevin Smith movies as I do because um, he was saying you never really know what you're going to get from Kevin Smith. Um, if, if you don't like his latest film, then, that, you know, just wait till his next film comes out. Uh, maybe you'll hate that one just as much, but maybe you'll like it because he's always going for something different. He doesn't like it. He, he will never be overly consistent if that's if such, such a thing. <laughs> you know, he, he, he doesn't... Um, fall into the trap of doing the same old thing. Each film seems like... You can, you can definitely tell there's a different approach to it because yeah, after Tusk, um, well, this, this is now his most recent film, which is Yoga Hoses, uh, which is aimed at a much younger audience. It's not a gory, um, hard R type of film. Um this one was PG-13 in America. It hasn't actually come out in the UK yet. But yeah, um, 
it hasn't had good reviews, but then, you know, neither did more rats, so you never know. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I found this video very interesting because, yeah, I think, he, I think James pretty much summed up exactly like, my opinion of Kevin Smith's work. Um, and uh, he, he said he thought it was pretty good. Um, and I, I won't give too much away about the film if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, I think it's the type of thing where if if, if you know what it's about then you're probably going to be quite curious to, to see what it's like. So yeah, definitely check it out if if because you know I, I won't I won't really say, I won't say anything you know because you know I watched it last year and first of all yeah extremely different I mean because it, it it is a comedy he is always doing some kind of comedy. But but this is horror comedy, and it's it's good horror comedy. I think. I mean, I I think that uh, he did a good job of making it feel like um yeah um first first of all Michael Parks is in it and he's brilliant. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, he does a, a really great sinister character, a really nasty piece of work. Um, yeah, um, and I thought James Rolfe's review was very fair. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't, as I say, I haven't really been catching up on all of the Monster Madness reviews, but this one was good. Um, I've I've seen a few of the ones that he's done uh, this year, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I suppose <laughs> this isn't the six minute shout out, but you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend checking him out anyway. There's that, and there's also Doug Walker's Disney Sember, and the, and the thing about that one, that's, he he is gonna do one this year. Let's see, the first year it was the, hang on, sorry, I, I really had to do that <laughs> to make that horrible noise. Um, the first year he did a review of. Pretty much all of the hand-drawn Disney animated films, so films like Snow White, Cinderella, um, Pinocchio, Beauty and the Beast, so all of the sort of classic anim animated films from Disney. The year after that, he w he did the Pixar movies and basically all of the CGI, you know, like the the post-Pixar uh, Disney films that were done with. CGI, yeah. Um, after that, it was the uh, live-action films. He didn't do all of them because here's the thing: there are so many live-action Disney films. I think there might actually be more. As I say, certainly more live-action films than the traditional hand-drawn ones. Uh, if you put all the animated films together, maybe you get more than that. I don't know. Anyway, so. Uh, the year after that, um, he actually he kind of expanded it to Studio Ghibli films, which are technically you know there's like a partnership because John Lasseter apparently was friends, like is friends with Hayao Miyazaki, and uh, he loved the Studio Ghibli films, and so Disney I mean Disney bought the rights to, to the, most of them, I think. 
because it, I think for the English translations, they had uh, people at Disney working on that. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, they they distributed the uh, the English speaking versions. I believe that's that's what it was. But yeah, so that, that's what that one was. And, and he also worked in some some of the live action films or any other films that he'd missed. Um, and then that brings us to last year when he did the Marvel films and the Star Wars films because Disney now owns all of those. Um, and all this time he's been giving his thoughts on films like, like um, a collection of films each year where there are some good ones, some bad ones, some that are pretty good, some of the are okay and yeah um <laughs> some that are magnificent some that are absolutely atrocious uh so there was a bit of a varied mix i think for the most part he was pretty positive it, it seemed like um, most of the time he was quite happy to talk about them this year is going to be interesting because it turns out he's doing reviews of the straight to dvd Disney films, starting with, I think, um, Return of Jafar, the Aladdin sequel that only came out on DVD. And yeah, apparently he's not loving these. <laughs> so, so this year it's probably going to be mostly negative reviews, uh, which might be really funny. I don't know if he's going to do it in character, because normally he's not, he's not quite, he's not really playing for laughs with the Disney December videos, but I'm guessing that the introductory video might have a bit of sketch comedy i just i i feel like it would work best if he's if he just does it like a, a, a an introduction as the nostalgia critic um i think that would work personally that's that's what i'm predicting but i'm really bad at making predictions you know i i'm, I'm never right <laughs> i mean that that is a bit of a shot in the dark you know I, that's that's what I think would be good, but I've absolutely no way of knowing if he's had the same idea, and it, it kind of seems unlikely. <laughs> I just think that you know, that, that's that's what I'd like to see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I've talked about Halloween and Christmas, so that's uh, two for the price of one. Do you need to like a frog to work here? The time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. And before I go, um, I thought I'd just uh, explain something, because um, th this month I've, I've been using that um, Evan Schletter's Witching Hour um, promo in the middle of, of each episode. Um, and, yeah, I've um, I've noticed that, you know, it's a good promo, it's, it's, it's a funny little sketch, um, but it, it doesn't really, there's not really a point where it really explains exactly what it is. Um, so I thought I'd just um, explain in a bit more detail what Eben Schletter's Witching Hour is, because a lot of you may not know exactly. I mean, if you Google it, then you get pretty much everything you need to see right there. Basically, it's it's an album that you can get um, as a CD or download. I got mine on iTunes. It was released in 2008, and it's um, an hour-long album, 22 songs, um, and, and it, it's, it's like a nice Halloween party album uh, for all ages. Uh, and what I like about it is it involves some of my favourite comedians. There's Paul F. Tompkins on one of them, there's 
Scott Ockerman, Tom Kenny, Dave Foley. Um, and it's not... It, um, a, a lot of them are songs, but you also get some wonderful instrumentals because um, Evan is just amazing on on those instruments. He he's really good at, at making spooky sounding music. Um, there's also a few songs with some spoken word, kind of mysterious spoken word, kind of poems and things um, by um, Damon Kroll. And also uh, his wife, Chris McGaha, uh, she does some, some some prose as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of mysterious, um, but it's also humorous in some parts. The Paul F. Tompkins one is really funny. Um, the Dave Foley one, that's like a, a scary story uh, he does. But yeah, it is, it's quite funny also, yeah. Um, it's called The Headless Hitchhiker of Highway 13. I really like that. And... So there are lots of reasons why I love this album, and there's something about it that, that just makes it, um, it just, just there's, there's something ingenious about this. Not only is it an hour long, the first track is called "Clock Strikes Midnight," and here's the thing: if you are, if you were to listen to this album um, from the stroke of midnight, so you press play as, as soon as it hits 12 a.m. Um, after the first, after you listen to the first half of the album, you get to track thirteen, uh, which is simply called thirteen, and it's like the halfway song because you, you've listened listened for half an hour, so it's now half past twelve. So that's a song about about being half past twelve, and um, when you get to the end of the album, the last track is Clock Strikes One. And this happens exactly an hour after track one, <laughs> when you play the whole thing in order. So I really like that. I think that's a really clever thing, and and it's an example of the kind of things you can do now. Because um, I I suppose you wouldn't really be able to do that with a vinyl record. Um, not that there's anything wrong with vinyl. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna act like. The, the <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think this is taking advantage of having the ability to really. Um, construct an album in such a way that you, you can put in these clever Easter eggs. So yeah, um, so look it up on iTunes or Amazon or wherever you like to get your music. You should be able to find it quite easily. Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. Yeah, so um, yeah. Um, by the way, Evan Schletter is spelled E B A N. S C H L E double T E R. So yeah, uh, he's got lots of other albums that are worth worth checking out. Okay, so um, Comic Book Club this month is taking place at the Alex in Southampton. That's just off London Road, I believe. Um, we don't know if we're going to be going there permanently from now on, but we'll have to we'll. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where uh, the Comic Book Club takes place every third, uh, the third Thursday of every month. Uh, they have a, a Facebook page. If you just look up Comic Book Club Southampton, you'll be able to find more information on there. My website is belugatoons.com. B E L U G A T O O N S. Um, 
My Twitter is at BelugaToons. There's also at BelugaToonsPod for all the podcast-related tweets and BelugaToons.redbubble where you can find merch. Yeah, BelugaToons.redbubble.com should give the, the full address. That's what you need to type in and you'll, you'll be directed to it. And uh, finally, this podcast is available on Stitcher, iTunes, Acast, and Deezer. Uh, and Sound. Yeah, did I say SoundCloud? I can't remember. I'm too tired. It is available on SoundCloud. Um, join me next week when I will be. I'll be giving my thoughts on the film The Bedford Incident. Um, there'll also be a six-minute shout-out as usual. Waiting, we have to wait and see what that one is. I can't really reveal that. I, I wouldn't anyway. I don't want to give it a, give the surprise away. <laughs> and um, who knows? I'm, I'm, I haven't fully decided what else I'll be doing. But yeah, it should be a good one. So yeah, take care, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And bye-bye. Thank you.